Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we're discussing why do we pretend that we're fine? <laughs> it's such a good question, isn't it? Because it is the answer to to that how are you fine fine and and sometimes that's the appropriate answer because it's a it's a verbal tick before a conversation starts but sometimes people are actually asking and uh, and we don't like to say anything but fine that's quite interesting to know how do we know whether people really want to know the answer to that question because Sometimes they don't, do they? No. They're just saying a politeness. Or you walk past someone in the street and just say, how are you? Yeah, fine. And, and there's not, it's not an invitation for no. more conversation. I think you're right. I mean, so some of them are kind of obvious. Like all these things, I see these things on like a sliding scale, right? So um, if it's my hairdresser, then, then there's going to be quite a light conversation. If it's somebody who is moving in the street, then the cues are there that that they don't want you to stop and have an in-depth conversation. Yeah, read the body language. <laughs> but there are other times, I think, where it's much more difficult to tell, um, you know. And even when the times where people genuinely ask, mm. we have a tendency, particularly when we're not, and that's what we're talking about today, right? Yeah. Maybe depending on the relationship or depending on how much we've moaned at that person before about how not fine we are, yeah. we might have a tendency to say, yeah. Fine, thanks. And also, I think there's a tendency, and this might just be me, but I don't think I'm so. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> that, that depending on how close to tears I might be, that I'm going to say fine because what I don't want to do is say anything that's going to cause some emotional outburst, yeah. um, particularly Something in a public place. That just opens the floodgates. Yeah. And if someone shows that, that kindness that allows it out, then all of a sudden, whoosh. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know those moments where you go, don't be kind. Yes. Do, do not be kind. <laughs> yes, I do. I think we've experienced them with each other occasionally. We have. Yeah. Oh. And that's, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, to just, to recognise that sometimes we need to say, I'm fine, don't ask me anymore. I'll tell you another time when we're not surrounded by people. Yeah. 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 But so obviously we've talked before about kind of fitting in. Yes. Acceptance in the group. And it feels like that's what saying fine is because you don't want to disrupt the status quo or if people are having a really nice time, for example, you don't want to bring them down. Yeah. And I think we tell ourselves a story when we're not okay that no one wants to hear this anyway, and I'm just going to make other people miserable, so I'll just put a mask on it. Yes, I'll bring a downer to the evening, and that's not fair, so I will hide how I'm feeling in order that everybody else has a nice time. Yeah, and it, you're right, it is a story. I think often our friends care about us and would be happy to feel like they were being able to help in some way. Yes, and I, I think... We often suggest this, don't we, that if it was your friend and they were pretending that they were fine when they weren't, yeah. would you want them to mask it? 
or would you be happy for them to share it or to talk to you so that you could support them in some way? Yeah. We often don't turn that back on ourselves, though, do we? No, no, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, we're really good, I think, at, at, at giving that sort of advice to others and then not necessarily doing it ourselves. There is that sense, I think, of kind of not really sometimes of not being worth it. I've got clients who, you know, kind of talk about if I if I make everybody miserable, then they won't want me to be in the group anymore. They won't want me there because I'm the downer. The only thing I bring is that I'm the I'm the life and soul. So if I'm not that, then I have nothing to offer. Yeah, and I think well, I know that there's been periods of my in my life when I have suffered particularly with low mood and just felt like I was boring everybody. You know that no one wanted to. Yeah, you know, and whilst people were kind of being concerned that it's I think what makes us isolate ourselves mm. that reluctance because especially when we can't pretend we're fine yeah that ends up with people pulling themselves out of the social scene yeah and particularly because... if it's not something that's transitory so if it's going to last for quite a long time you know we think I've, I've, I've bored them with that already I can't just bring that again so best I don't go yeah, yeah. and if we've got the sustained not fineness yes. <laughs> not fineness this is our new word today um if if it is sustained then that sort of feels unbearable that we would want to to see other people's reactions to us not feeling okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely isolated myself yeah. um, because of that. And I think we can also kind of bore ourselves with that as well, right? Oh, so every definitely. time I see this person, this is what I'm... They never see me happy or in a good mood. I'm always... I'm always on a downer, you know, whenever they see me. And I'm bored with that now, so I'm certainly not visiting it on them again. That's 100%. I bored myself with the sort of rumination and the... and the, Well, looking back, I know it's me trying to fix it and yeah. get rid of it. And it actually kept me stuck. It wasn't, it wasn't the way out. Um, but I couldn't pretend I was fine either. So I think there's that extra stage back. But there's times when we can mask it really well, aren't yes. there? Yeah. And, Absolutely. And we tend to to not kind of honour mm. the emotion that we're feeling. Yeah. It's interesting why, why we would be reluctant to do that. Yeah, it's in, it is interesting, isn't it? And I think there's a number of reasons. I think certainly one of those is can be shame, right? That, that particularly if we're with somebody who we think has a better, more genuine reason to be not fine then we don't like to bring what 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 I might then self-describe as a bit trivial in in face of their you know more more major disaster I hear that a lot in bereavement groups that I support and, and clients you know that that yes their loss is terrible but somebody else's loss is much worse you know and so they really ought to pull themselves together and be okay in the face of somebody else's distress as well yeah so we're comparing ourselves yes and we're making up our own story about the hierarchy of, of whose story is worse and if we decide that our story isn't as bad as their story then we'll negate our own feelings even if we're in distress ourselves yeah yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's some sort of competition and yeah. of course it's not. You know, yeah. if you're feeling bad, you're feeling bad and it kind of doesn't matter. 
if you you know if 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 that reason looks more trivial to you than than someone else's but it's definitely a thing that we do oh absolutely you know it's like gratitude or whatever right and when we talk about practicing gratitude mm. there's that sense that we should be grateful for x y and z because there are starving people in in other parts of the world or you know people are experiencing war or whatever so therefore what have we got to be miserable about and that's why we pretend we're fine. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. But that should be fine. Should feel grateful. We know we love a, a should. Yeah. Um, it's not really that accessible, is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's funny. I had a client the other day. He'd start to talk about what was going on for them, and then said, "Oh, but these are just first world problems." And my response was, "We uh, we live in the first world. What other sorts of problems are you going to have yeah. here?" You know, it doesn't mean they're not problems. It's it, yeah. it, it's, it's all relative. And yes. I think that's what's really important, that just because the perception of someone else's difficulty or challenge might seem to us to be worse, and if there were some kind of hierarchy, perhaps it could be... But the way we're feeling is the way we're feeling. Exactly. And if that feels bad, then we're not fine. No, and if we push that away, then... We feed it, you know. What we resist, we persist. Persists, exactly, exactly. So and that grows. And and if you're going to then add shame to that, I ought not to be feeling like this because there are wars and famines in other parts of the world, you know, then, then that's going to make us feel even worse. Yeah, and I think there's something around the tactics that we employ mm. to pretend we're fine. Because I think sometimes, who are we kidding? I think we also kid ourselves. It's yeah. not just that we're saying that. If we're telling ourselves the stories about other people experiencing war and famine, then we're going to try and negate our own internal feelings as well, not just pretend to other people, no. but we're pretending to ourselves that Absolutely, and I think we've touched on this in another podcast mm. as well, about the more we do that, the less we are able to feel our feelings, to know what we're feeling and where that's coming from. And, and, and that's that's not a great place to be. And I think we also employ strategies of avoidance. Yeah. Often busyness, you know, just doing all of the things and, and then being completely burnt out. Like the number of clients that I deal with who just don't, can't sit still, can't do nothing. Because when they're in the being state, yes. that's when they're experiencing all the thoughts of everything that isn't okay so they just are permanently on the go or people that numb with food or drink or whatever or you know there's all sorts of avoidance strategies that we employ we've spoken about this before as well and you know why do we avoid discomfort it's what we're doing um when actually in the work that both of us do what we encourage people to do is to to really get to know what is going on rather than to pretend it isn't. Yes, and that means learning to sit with and kind of tolerate the feelings, mm. you know, before before we can act, right? Because otherwise we just, as you say, do something to to push it to one side. Yeah. Yeah. So the um what's the word I'm looking for? The way in which we start to to accept, I suppose, our unfineness, allow our yeah. not fineness. No, not fineness. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? I, well, not I think, being okay. Yeah, not being okay. I think both both accepting and allowing. You know, because 
unless we can do that, I think it's it, it gets really difficult to also alongside that find moments where we do feel more okay because it's really it's really uncommon that we just feel not fine i mean pits of despair not fine permanently that that there are shafts of light or moments of contentment or satisfaction or you know for me that first cup of tea in the morning this time of year I have my first cup of tea in the garden Mm. listening to the bird song yeah with the kittens I mean that's a yeah they can't reach birds (laughs) Um, (laughs) um and and it's not for very long it's just 10 minutes while I drink a cup of tea but there's that sense of kind of calm before the day starts before the before the to-do list kind of looms in front of me yeah and 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 that for me is really restorative kind of and necessary yeah right? and and preemptively restorative yeah. right yeah. Bef- before a day and i think i think we can often where even when even when life feels a real drudge i think we can we can still find the odd moment in a day that feels pleasant but unless we've kind of acknowledged that that we're not fine it's really hard to spot those moments yeah so i think what yeah that's it isn't it when we're really in it and suppressing it and resisting it and pretending it's not happened we're actually stuck in it yes and because we're not honoring it and allowing it it's there as a kind of permanent underlying bubbling thing yeah but the act of recognising and, and beginning to sort of acknowledge and allow what's really going on helps us to see that it is an ever-changing process, that actually everything is in flux, nothing is completely static, but we can't see it when we start. No. And that what you pointed to there is that our day are kind of, they're, they're made up of moments, it's not yes. just a whole one thing the day will flux, sometimes quite dramatically, and we can go from having a pleasant cup of tea to something really difficult, you know, a moment later. And that doesn't negate the, the pleasant no. cup of tea, you know, that both things are valuable and real. Yeah, absolutely. And that we just go moment to moment to moment yeah. and recognising that within any given day, some will be pleasant, some will be unpleasant, sometimes really vastly unpleasant, and some will be pretty neutral moments the neutral moments are very underestimated oh, and then yes i think they're, they're, they're often they're, ignored and i love neutral yes i that but me too that sense of ease from, exactly from which is yes i, I think of it is i know ease is your word but but i've, I've absolutely adopted it you know that <laughs> that, that, that that feels like my steady state mm-hmm. and then from that solid ground i can I can manage. manage the lows and I can appreciate those moments of joy. Yeah, exactly that. And and I think that lots of people view not much going on as being like meh yeah. or it, 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 nothing much exciting is happening. But actually it's so much better than being down there somewhere, right, to yeah. be here. And like you say, from the steadiness, we can appreciate the the moments of joy. And what you pointed to earlier, which was so important, 
was that it doesn't, moments of joy do not have to be like big, enormous gestures mm. or being whisked away to somewhere romantic or something. They can be very simple and small if we have the, the ability to recognise them happen. So even something yeah. like getting into bed at the end of the day. Yes. Like just knowing that as a body going, ooh, especially if it's crisp, fresh sheets or something. Yeah. Or, or even a move from, I'm feeling really cold, so let's put on a lovely jumper. Or the opposite, <laughs> as it was this morning. Wow, I'm really hot. Let's open the window and get some air in this place, you know? Yeah. That, that is a pleasant moment yeah. of, of making that change from something that was a discomfort. But it does involve awareness. Yes. Oh, have we said this in a podcast before? <laughs> and cultivating it, awareness. Absolutely. And, and that, for, you know, for, for clients that I see, you know, I see a lot of clients who've been bereaved or who are caring, you know, or who are in, 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 in a situation that feels awful. And it is awful. It is, yeah. And still, there are moments of relief in that, you know, that... that like you say, a, a, a jumper, a, a, which can feel like a hug or um, suddenly realising that you're hungry and eating something or, you know, a, a moment where you, you were distracted by the sun. The yeah, exactly. You and feeling warm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think and I think it's really it's so important to to value those moments as they happen. I think what is happening, particularly with uh, people that are experiencing such difficult times in, in, in caring roles or in, uh, when newly bereaved, that the mind is not present. No. It's so focused on everything that's wrong, which seems huge, that we're not here you know, somewhere else. And so that ability to, the only way we can be aware of those moments is to bring our attention back to being here in the present, yeah. right? And, and actually connecting with what is real and yeah. what is happening. And that's ever so difficult um, and does take a lot of practice for someone that's not necessarily in, in that much distress or difficulty. So it, 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 it is harder, um, but, but worth it for some respite mm. from that mind that's you know dealing with the, the challenges yeah absolutely and 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 i think so vital you know to to come back to the reality right because in though in those moments of loss our brains go to awful places they tell terrible stories and there's an awful lot of i should have done more i could have i you know what if what if mm-hmm. right so so to come back to the reality of that awful loss, and, and that's enough, right? Yeah, without being kind of fed by the thoughts and the stories yeah. and the, the memories, just the feel in this moment of loss is, is, is enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that does allow for also, you know, bittersweet, you know, mm-hmm memories or things that you might do together or being able to even look at a picture that for lots of people that takes a long time to be able to get to that place you know and 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 to come back to those really simple pleasures which are the I guess the 
the essential things, right? That I had a, I had a night, I slept. Yeah. That. And I think, you know, although we're touching on the fact this, we were talking about people that perhaps have had a bereavement or a loss, but it could be any kind of mm-hmm. situation where things are not okay. Yeah. This unfineness. Yes. I, I think um, we just go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anything where, you know, it's generally caused by a situation, yeah. isn't it? Um, you know, something, some kind of loss or some kind of difficulty that we're experiencing leads to this sense of not being okay. Um, and that same possibility mm. that applies. Yes. How might we come back to the feeling in this moment of not feeling fine? You know, what does that feel like? Can we yeah, notice that it fluctuates? Yeah. And there are moments when I was having a cup of tea where I actually didn't not feel fine. Maybe I didn't feel great, but maybe it was that sort of middle ground of neutrality. Yeah. That is a word, neutrality. Yes, yes, it yes. is. Yeah. Yes, which a moment of ease. Wasn't, yeah. yeah, well, it was more easy than, yeah. than the painful stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yes, which will come and go. And I think we kind of have to allow that as well, that, that, that sometimes it's, it's very present and sometimes it's a little bit softer and, and that's okay too. Because yeah. we can kind of hang on to it as well, I think. So I think what's really key here, actually, going, tracking right back to mm. the kind of theme of this podcast is to work out why we're not fine yes to really acknowledge why we're not fine yes that is the answer because once we really know why we're not fine then we can begin to do this noticing of the moments when we are and we aren't and the fluctuation and all of that other stuff Mm. without knowing why are we pretending we're fine what is it that's underlying and and you know sometimes there's stuff that can be done it might be something that's currently not fine but will be once x happens right yes. that sort of stuff a bit easier to manage yeah then there's the stuff that's just this is how it is and that's when acceptance really has to come to form isn't absolutely it? and really learning how to be with that stuff but sometimes i think perhaps we're masking not even really knowing yeah because we don't want to know. No. No. <laughs> la, 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 la. I'm sticking my fingers in my ears. You can't <laughs> see. It's not a video. But we do do that. There's a, mm. something wrong. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we're a bit too scared to have a peek at Yes. It. Yeah. Because we might not like what we find. No. No. Yeah. It, it, it comes under that, under that banner I have of don't ask a question unless you're prepared to hear the answer, right? So I think, I think I might know what that question is and I don't want to ask it. I don't want to go there. But that means we might stay stuck. Yes, yes. And so what, what would it be like just to gently lift the corner, have a peek? We can take a step back. You know, we don't have to go jumping into the middle of it, but we can we can kind of sidle up to it and and, peeling a band yeah absolutely and and, (laughs) and, and have a bit of a bit of an explore around the edges and see how far in we can get that feels kind of comfortable Mm. and also working out how we can support ourselves doing it and i think that's the important thing yes yeah and it struck me that that may take other people to support you yeah. in doing that yeah. professionals that that work in that kind of thing you know? absolutely being 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 open enough to ask for help i think is so powerful you know and so often you're you're a you're a parent you'll know this so often the things that that you fear that your child fears are not as bad as as they as the fear is 
the the reality is ne- is not often as bad as oh yeah the perception as the perception of it, of it. Is yeah often much worse yeah so actually taking a peek yeah. and realizing it was a little bit tolerable yes yeah where it felt like oh I can't look yeah 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 interesting yes so yeah have we given do you think some steer on on stuff that might be helpful I mean we have included um some kind of loose advice Mm. around those things that we might like to do. I think, you know what I want to say? Don't pretend you're fine when you're not fine. No. And know why you're not fine. Yeah, and when people ask, trust that your friends are asking because they really want to know and that it's okay to say, I'm not, actually, I'm not doing okay at the moment. I will be okay. I'm not, Mm. not feeling it right now. You know, and if it is something bigger than that, reaching out for more professional help is 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 always a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're here for. That's, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to "It's Not That Deep" with Lucy Woods and Adrienne Kirk. If you've enjoyed listening, why not subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode.